Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. It's David Cox. God, you should have seen his cheek quiver there. <laughs> and I'm Josh Matheson. <laughs> I almost forgot the line just then. I kind of went, man, man, that from Valdez. I had a bit of a bit of a fat tongue moment just then. Anyway, this week we are looking at chapter 11 of Treasure Island, which is entitled What I Heard in the Apple Barrel. Now, anyone joining us at this point, I would probably go back to the start and listen. But for those of you who are up to date with the story, you'll know that Jim decided to go for a snack have a little snap on board and the ship, yeah. For some reason, decided to climb in the Tupperware with the apples while he was eating it, rather than just like a normal person grabbing one and eating them. Mm. And as he was sitting in the barrel, Long John Silver came along and started talking to somebody. We don't know who he was talking to. And the subject was obviously scary enough that Jim realised, I can't let them know that I'm overhearing this because... This is something they don't want to be overheard. So I think we're going to start hearing or start seeing the first rumblings of mutiny from Mm -hmm. this point. And there's a bit of an ominous end, if I remember. Yes, there you go. From these dozen words, I understood that the lives of all the honest men aboard depended upon me alone. So he's, he's having this kind of very grandiose sense of importance at the end of that chapter as well, kind of like going, I'm going to be the savior of the ship. I'd love it if he was wrong. Yeah. (laughs) They were just like small talk. They're literally planning like a surprise birthday party or something. (laughs) That would be, if you were to do a remake of Treasure Island, that's what you'd be doing. Like change certain things. Like actually Jim Hawkins, like is just like framing this guy and actually he's just really nice. Mm. And at the end he's like, oh, you've ruined the surprise for everyone. Oh, well done, Jim. Dick. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, I'm going to light the fuses at midnight. And it turns out it's a fireworks display, not that they're going to blow stuff up or just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, yeah, just the, stuff like that. The, 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 treasure, the, the treasure is a birthday cake for Captain Smollett. Have you done all the blowing up? Have you blown up the balloons? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said doubloon. Yeah, no, uh, the balloons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, just thought I'd, I'd read this out just because they are a fan. Uh, my friend Harry sent me a pirate joke in relation oh, yeah. to hit, hit us up. our book. This is um, Harry, my mate Harry from Australia. Shout out to Tasmania. So he says, how much do pirates charge for corn? I don't know. I, I like the- how much do pirates charge for corn? A buccaneer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I actually you, forgot Harry. to get yeah, I actually forgot to get back to him and he was like today he sent it to me yesterday and this morning he was like nothing really just silence. <laughs> I, I was think like, oh should... sorry, I actually just forgot to get back to you. <laughs> oh, you should have not replied and then he would have heard it on the podcast. No, I know. Just be like <laughs> uh you know, number deleted, oh, like a few you know, weeks later. Blocked. Like. <laughs> <laughs> New number, who this? Yeah. <laughs> How small is Jim slash and or how big is this barrel? Because I'm trying to think of the biggest barrel I've ever seen. And I'll be honest, I've never seen one that's more than like a meter high. Yeah, well, the, think... the big whiskey cask barrels are, are big. 
Do you mean and like wine yeah, casks are big? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know how big they used to make because most of them now are obviously quite small because they do these home brewing kits and stuff, don't they? But fortunately, this is the worst picture. I'm imagining I mean, it's, like, it's... yeah. Well, if if you look at if I bring up the chapter title one, yeah, that that's a very small barrel. He's there. not going to fit in there, is he? But I think that looks more, no. more like a booze barrel or a because it's got a little tap at the front. Got, yeah, a little tap. So I think, I think the, the tap the big ones one, are probably smaller. I feel like I've food. stood next to a barrel. That's why waist height. Like, yeah, well, height. <laughs> How big is that? a barrel of laughs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turns out funny the person is. But it's a good point, yeah. though. If you fill the barrel that was that big with apples, the ones at the bottom are going to be rotten. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but they had no fridges in those days so i'm pretty sure people were less picky about food to be honest i think it was just like oh yeah just yeah, brush the mold off just pick the worm out and carry on yeah can i just <laughs> say you're looking like you're descending from heaven right now david yeah, there's got, like sun got, rays got, coming got, right got down from you you've got, got my, a rainbow um, oh, oh, patreon can you see you've got solar flare oh, oh skylight my, my skylights and unfortunately um i can't on, lens flare you can't buy that. I'm just, making, I'm just making light of the situation again. Oh, dear. <laughs> and on that note, let's go to the chapter. Before. <laughs> chapter 11. What I heard in the apple barrel. No, not I, said Silver. Flint was captain. I was quartermaster along of my timber leg. The same broadside, I lost my leg. Old Pew lost his deadlights. It was a master surgeon, him that amputated me. Out of college and all, Latin by the bucket and what not, but he was hanged like a dog and sun-dried like the rest at Corso Castle. That was Robert's men, that was, and come out of changing names to their ships, royal fortune and so on. Now, what a ship was christened, so let her stay, I says. So it was with the Cassandra, as brought us all safe home from Malabar. After England took the Viceroy of the Indies, so it was with the old walrus, Flint's old ship, as I've seen a muck with the red blood and fit to sink with gold. Silver was on Flint's ship. As his quartermaster. Yeah. So, no, I didn't know that. I thought that they just heard about this legendary treasure. I didn't realise that they actually served under him. Uh-huh. And so that's would be why they know that the, the treasure is sizable and worth going after. So maybe that's what happened with the captain as well. Obviously, maybe they were all serving on the same ship. He went running off with all the parchment that tells everybody where it was all buried. And that's why they're all after him. So I wonder what happened to Flint. I don't know if he died or if he, there was a mutiny against him or what. This is and prime it's... prequel fodder. Isn't yeah. It? And we, same with we Pew wanted... as well, that Pew was also one of the people and that they lost his leg. He lost his leg and their eyes in the same, the same broadside. I don't know. I'm guessing that just means the same event, right? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I do love the idea. He's always a, oh, a master surgeon that amputated me. You know, Latin by the bucket, because that's what used to impress people in mm. those days, yeah, like yeah, how yeah. educated you were. And I love how, like, you've still got people like Boris Johnson trying to pull that card now 
being like, I'm not yeah. an idiot, I speak Latin. And it's like, you can still be an idiot and speak Latin. It, yeah. Nobody cares. The two aren't exclusive of each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> so do we imagine that do we imagine that Billy Bones was on this ship as well then? Yeah, that's what I said. I think I think he was first mate or something to Flint. And I reckon he used to that... work for P and O. Oh dear. Oh, that's such a dis- depressing situation, that yeah. whole thing. My guess is is that there was a mutiny. They killed Flint and Billy Bones went running off with the treasure stuff. Ah! cried another voice, that of the youngest hand on board, and evidently full of admiration. He was the flower of the flock, was Flint. Davis was a man too, by all accounts, said Silver. I never sailed along of him, first with England, then with Flint. That's my story. And now here, on my own account, in a manner of speaking, I laid by nine hundred safe from England and two thousand after Flint. That ain't bad for a man before the mast, all safe in bank. Taint earning now, it's saving, does it? You may lay to that. Where's all England's men now? I don't know. Where's Flint's? Why, most of them on board here and glad to get the duff. Been begging before them, some on them. Old Pew, as had lost his sight and might have thought shame, spends £1,200 in a year, like a lord in Parliament. Where is he now? Well, he's dead now and under hatches. But for two years before that, shiver my timbers, the man was starving. He begged and he stole and he cut throats and starved at that by the powers. Well, it ain't much use after all, said the young seaman. Tain't much use for fools, you may lay to it. That nor nothing, cried Silver. But now you look here. You're young, you are, but you're as smart as paint. I see that when I set my eyes on you and I'll talk to you like a man. You may imagine how I felt when I heard this abominable old rogue addressing another in the very same words of flattery that he had used to myself. I think, if I'd been able, that I would have killed him through the barrel. Meantime, he ran on, little supposing what was overheard. Here it is about gentlemen of fortune. They live rough, and they risk swinging but they eat and drink like fighting cocks. And when a cruise is done, why, it's hundreds of pounds instead of hundreds of farthings in their pockets. Now the most goes for rum and a good fling, and to see again in their shirts. But that's not the course I lay. I puts it all away, some here, some there, and none too much anywheres by reason of suspicion. I'm fifty, Mark, you, once back from this cruise, I set up gentlemen in earnest. Time enough too, says you. Ah, but I've lived easy in the meantime, never denied myself for nothing heart desires, and slept soft and ain't dainty all my days, but when at sea. And how did I begin? Before the mast, like you. Well, says the other, but all the other money's gone now, ain't it? You daren't show face in Bristol after this. Why, where might you suppose it was? Asked Silver derisively. 
At Bristol, in banks and places, answered his companion. It were, said the cook. It were when we weighed anchor. But my old missus has it all by now. And the spyglass is sold, lease and goodwill and rigging, and the old girl's off to meet me. I would tell you where, for I trust you, but it'd make jealousy among the mates. And can you trust your missus? asked the other. Gentlemen of fortune, returned the cook, usually trusts little among themselves. And right they are, you may lay to it. But I have a way with me, I have. When a mate brings a slip on his cable, one as knows me, I mean, it won't be in the same world with old John. There were some that was feared of pew and some that was feared of flint, but flint, his own self, was feared of me. Feared he was and proud. They was the roughest crew afloat, was Flint's. The devil himself would have been feared to go to sea with them. Well now, I tell you, I'm not a boasting man. But you've seen yourself how easy I keep company. But when I was quartermaster, lambs wasn't the word for Flint's old buccaneers. Ah, you may be sure of yourself in old John's ship. Well, I tell you now, replied the lad, I didn't half a quarter like the job till I had this talk with you, John. But there's my hand on it now. And a brave lad you were, and smart, too, answered Silver, shaking hands so heartily that all the barrels shook. And a finer figurehead for a gentleman of fortune I never clapped my eyes on. By this time, I'd begun to understand the meaning of their terms. By a gentleman of fortune, they plainly meant neither more nor less than a common pirate, and the little scene that I had overheard was the last act in the corruption of one of the honest hands, perhaps of the last one left aboard. But on this point I was soon to be relieved, for Silver giving a little whistle, a third man strolled up and sat down by the party. So we've got John trying to recruit everybody to his side because i was wondering why if this was somebody who was already a co-conspirator he was giving us like <clears throat> the prequel kind of talk of like the crew and da, 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 but this makes sense now because he's obviously trying to fill in this young man about all the history of the treasure and who everybody is because i was a bit like why are they talking like this if they're like co-conspirators? But obviously this, makes, this yeah. makes more sense now that they're not quite in cahoots yet. He's trying to enlist him. So obviously he's promising a lot of treasure. It's basically how he's trying to get this kid. He's like, if when we do cruises, you know, you go back with hundreds of pounds in your pocket instead of hundreds of, th hundreds of farthings, which is what you'd go home with if you just did your honest job. Yeah. rather than joining us. Um, I kind of like the whole story of um, his missus selling everything, basically to go and do a Shawshank redemption and meet him under like a tree somewhere with all the, blue, <laughs> all the booty. And I do love that he's like, can you trust your missus as well? Like she's just going to disappear and like never to be seen again with all of his stuff. He's done quite well to kind of like you know crack the code here because i was actually quite struggling to kind of follow exactly what was happening i don't know if it's just because of the the slight old english 
but do you know what I mean? I was yeah, having to really concentrate on what was being said. Struggle. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like the whole gentleman of fortune thing, like the fact that he's like associated that with pirate and stuff like that, like he's done quite well. I mean, I don't know if he actually did work it all out in the moment or if it's like he worked it out later and now he's put it in the story as him writing oh, it from, sure, the, yeah, from yeah. the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he obviously knew that something was going on that shouldn't be going on. It's even, true. Well, even it, was, it, it was mentioning two people that were dead. You're like, okay, that's, that's just suspicious in its own right. So, you know. You know well, and yeah, and also you got to remember that like Jim knows Pew. Yeah. Never spoken to John about Pew. And here's John mentioning Pew. Pew, Pew. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like he, you, someone you know is a buccaneer or a pirate and somebody is mentioning them and you've never spoken to them about it. It's like suddenly then you start to double, you know, to, to get, guess yourself about, you know, oh, did he actually not know Black Dog or was he just pretending not to know Black Dog? Do you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of realise they're all in the same crew. Yeah, yeah. You get a sense of Jim's cogs turning. and working Yeah, so them. he's starting to realise that John's just outrightly lying to him. I also did love where he's like, you know, oh, I was really annoyed that he was using the same flattery. I think because yeah. when he said smart uh, as no, paint, I was smart like, smart as paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, but that is, <laughs> but that is how you often feel, even, even with somebody who you know is manipulating you and you know that they don't mean it at all. It does kind of weird. You're like, that's what you said to me. <laughs> I thought I was special. <laughs> I got told, I got told I was as smart as paint the other day and it made me really emotional. Oh, dear. <laughs> <gasps> An eggshell and joke for Matt. <laughs> did you did, did you sort of did you sort of rise as a compliment or did you just kind of gloss over it? Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just you know roll her on with the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to any puns today. I really don't. <laughs> Dick Square said Silver. <laughs> Great little sound bite there if you should want it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a weird shape for that to be. Yeah. <laughs> Not only has he only got one leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd know Dick was square, returned the voice of the coxswain, Israel Hands. He's no fool, he's Dick. And he turned his quid and spat. But look here, he went on. Here's what I want to know, barbecue. How long are we going to stand off and on like a blessed bum boat? <laughs> I've had almost enough of Captain Smollett. He's aged me long enough by thunder. I want to go into that cabin, I do. I want their pickles and wines and that. <laughs> I love that he's like coveting the pickles. Do you know what I mean? it's like, all it's we've got is apples. Like. I want the picker lily. I want the <laughs> Branston. <laughs> like what? I need to be Branston. <laughs> Israel said, "Silver, your head ain't much account, nor ever was, but you're able to hear. I reckon least ways your ears is big enough." Now, here's what I say. You'll birth forward and you'll live hard and you'll speak soft and you'll keep sober till I give the word. And you may lay to that, my son, 
Well, I don't say no, do I? Growled the coxswain. What I say is, when? That's what I say. When? By the powers, cried Silver. Well, now, if you want to know, I'll tell you when. The last moment I can manage, and that's when. Here's a first-rate seaman, Captain Smollett, sails the blessed ship for us. Here's this squire and doctor with a map and such. I don't know where it is, do I? No more do you, says you. Well, then, I mean, this squire and doctor shall find the stuff and help us get it aboard by the powers. Then we'll see. If I was sure of you all, sons of double Dutchmen, I'd have Captain Smollett navigators halfway back again before I struck. <laughs> Why, we're all seamen aboard here, I should think, said the lad, Dick. We're all forecastle hands, you mean, snapped Silver. We can steer a course, but who's to set one? That's what all you gentlemen split on first and last. If I had my way, I'd have Captain Smollett work us back into the trades at least. Then we'd have no blessed miscalculations and a spoonful of water a day. But I know the sort you are. I'll finish with them at the island as soon as Blunt's on board, and a pity it is. But you're never happy till you're drunk. Split my sides, have a sick heart to sail with the likes of you. Easy, you long john, cried Israel. Who's a-crossing of you? Why, how many tall ships think ye now have I seen laid aboard? And how many brisk lads drying in the sun at execution dock, cried Silver. And all for this same hurry and hurry and hurry, you hear me? I'd seen a thing or two at sea, I have. If you would only lay your course and a point to windward, you would ride in carriages, you would, but not you. I know you. You'll have your mouth full of rum tomorrow and go hang. Everybody knowed you was a kind of chaplain, John. And there's others as could hand and steer as well as you, said Israel. They liked a bit of fun, they did. They wasn't so high and dry, nohow, but took their fling like jolly companions, every one. So, said Silver, well, and where are they now? Pew was that sort, and he died a beggar man. Flint was, and he died of rum at Savannah. Aye, they was a sweet crew, they was. Only where are they? But, asked Dick, when do we lay him athwart? What are we to do with him, anyhow? There's the man for me, cried the cook, admiringly. That's what I call business. Well, what would you think? Put him ashore, like maroons? That would have been England's way. Or cut him down like that much pork. That would have been Flint's or Billy Bones. Billy was the man for that, said Israel. Dead men don't bite, says he. Well, he's dead now himself. He knows the long and short on it now. And if ever a rough hand come to port, it was Billy. Right you are, said Silver, rough and ready. But mark you here, I'm an easy man. I'm quite the gentleman, says you. But this time it's serious. Duty is duty, mates. <laughs> I give my vote. Death. 
when I'm in Parliament and riding in my coach. I don't want none of these sea lawyers in a cabin coming home, unlooked for, like the devil at prayers. Wait is what I say. But when the time comes, why, let her rip. John, cries the coxswain, you're a man. (laughs) (laughs) stately obvious (laughs) you'll say so israel when you see said silver only one thing i claim i claim trelawney i'll wring his calf's head off his body with these hands dick he ended (laughs) breaking off who? Who's? Oh, you could have a lot of fun with that as well if you were doing you a can. parody show. Oh, but what do you call me? That's his name. Oh, so wait, why do they call Israel Hands Dick? No, that's Dick is the other guy. Oh, what the the cabin, young seaman, the young one. Oh, okay, sorry, I'm getting them mixed up. Okay, yeah, he's called Dick, and he's all good. Dick Square, it's all fine. Okay, and Coxwain and Dick are both seamen. Right. Okay. <clears throat> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you just jump up like a sweet lad and get me an apple to wet my pipe like oh, oh. i did say before like what if somebody's gonna have to, to sit there like holding an apple hope <laughs> that they don't look in <laughs> again in my parody show he hands it and then double take triple yeah. take maybe huh? yeah huh? Huh? Or he like suddenly an apple just like spontaneously flies out the barrel at him, and he's like, "Oh, thanks," to the in and just doesn't question <laughs> thanks, it. Barrel, yeah, thanks, yeah. barrel. <laughs> Shooting apples. <laughs> you may fancy the terror I was in. I should have leapt out and run for it if I'd found the strength, but my limbs and heart alike misgave me. I heard Dick begin to rise. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that in a book i love that we didn't even need to say anything you just see josh just dive for <laughs> cover out of the out of shot <laughs> come on come on josh read it seriously please can you take the book I'm seriously Thank the best you. the best thing of course is that i heard dick begin to rise i heard dick begin to rise and then someone seemingly stopped him and the voice of Hans exclaimed, Oh, stow that. Don't you get sucking of that bilge, John. Let's go have the rum. Dick, said Silver. I trust you. I've a gauge on the keg, mind. There's the key. You fill a pannikin and bring it up. Terrified as I was, I could not help thinking to myself that this must have been how Mr. Arrow got the strong waters that destroyed him. Dick was gone but a little while, and during his absence, Israel spoke straight on in the cook's ear. It was but a word or two that I could catch, and yet I gathered some important news, for besides other scraps that tended to the same purpose, this whole clause was audible. Not another man of them will join. Hence, there were still faithful men on board. When Dick returned, one after another of the trio took the pannikin and drank. One to luck, another with a here's to old flint, and Silver himself saying in a kind of song, here's to ourselves, and hold your luff, plenty of prizes, and plenty of duff. <laughs> Jim's head, I know this is for the um, 
for the reader, but his head's very visible at the top very of the barrel. Very clearly right poking out the top. Yeah. There's also a lot more people there. There's like, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, five. six people. Yeah, it's uh, definitely supposed to just be John. three of them. Yeah, and it's meant to just be... So I don't think the illustrator actually read the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if I did it. Like, yeah, we do get like, oh, how big do. the barrel is, though, don't we? Yes, it's a very big barrel. Oh, that's true, yeah. Just then, a sort of brightness fell upon me in the barrel, and looking up, I found the moon had risen and was silvering the mizzen top and shining white on the luff of the foresail. And almost at the same time, the voice of the lookout shouted, Land ho! End of chapter. Oh, so they've reached the island already. They've reached somewhere. Mm. Well, I'm assuming it's, it's the island. Well. I don't think they're going to do all the stop-offs along the way. Probably not. I mean, that was, I, I, I found that chapter quite interesting just because of the backstory of the pirates more than anything else. Because there was yeah. kind of something that, like, the Muppets adaptation and all the rest of it don't necessarily focus on like the relationship between all of the ex pirates and how they relate to the old captain. And do you know what I mean? Like I'm almost, that's made me want to know what happened to Flint. Now I want to know mm-hmm. how he died and if it was another mutiny or if, and if long job, cause obviously Billy Bones was like, beware the one-legged man, which tells me that Long John must have been involved in some way in the demise of the ship or the demise of the captain. Yeah. For him to go it alone and like run, just him with no other crewmates to help him, would make it sound like John almost turned the whole ship against him and the captain, maybe. I mean, I know we haven't really arrived at Treasure Island yet, so presumably the best is yet to come. Mm. But it does sound like the uh, this prequel sounds more exciting than our, the book that we're reading. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. No, definitely. I'd I'd actually really like to hear the story of you know Flint, the merciless pirate who robbed loads of ships and then met a sticky end himself when his crew turned against him. Like that would be quite yeah. an interesting, an interesting story to read for sure. So he's not been discovered, at least. I'm assuming that Jim does survive to get back to tell people about what he's heard, maybe. Well, he's still writing, so... Yeah, yeah. unless he just trails off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They're coming. Like in Lord of They're the Rings. Coming. They're coming. That's my, favorite thing. That's my favorite thing in like Lord of the Rings. You're like, why are you still writing? Yeah, Run. it's so true. Like, at least pick up your sword. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. This is my this job. This guy really took the pen his mightiest than the, the sword, like, to heart. Not realizing. Yeah. yeah. Just sitting yeah. there it's writing like, while you're being like, shot at. Well, I guess you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. my not- but a, like, a uh, nice bit of cinematic suspense there of get me an apple. <laughs> yeah, Actually, no, that was run. good. I enjoyed that yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, no, that was good. Um, it also obviously interesting to hear that like it says not another will join. So I'm like, so does that mean they've propositioned everybody? So then surely everybody in the crew knows that there's these. Or maybe they just get a sense of like. They've been doing a bit of scoping for character and they're like, oh, these, right. are, all, these lot are all too moral. Maybe or, they're being a little more subtle about it then. Do you want to join our mutiny? Which is what yeah. I probably do. <laughs> want to be in my gang? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to kill everybody in like a couple of weeks. Are you in or, are you, or do you want to be killed? Are you being are you killing or are you ki- getting killed? Which well, don't be killed I'm going to wring his neck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Can I just say, though, I love the personal vendetta of Long John Silver against Trelawney, particularly when Trelawney loves Long John so much as well. Like, I'm just yeah. imagining him, like, killing Trelawney. Trelawney be like, you are my best friend. How could you? Do you know what I mean? I thought we were besties. Like, and I he just absolutely you. hates his guts. It's just one of those typical relationships where, like, one person's really invested and the other person's like, eh. Oh, yeah, he's a bit yeah. annoying. I just he's hang gonna, around him because he's got a ship. Gonna I'm going <laughs> to ghost him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like the pirate equivalent of like being friends with somebody in school because they have a car and they can drive you places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though you don't like them. <laughs> so we've got an even chapter next. So that's my guess first, isn't it? It's your guess. Yeah. And of course, the guess is what? That the can't I didn't do it right, <laughs> and of course yes, what what the next chapter is called. Thank you. Ba-da-dow. I reckon because they've just said land ho, it's gonna be something like the island. So I can't say the or the island. Um, no, you can. Let's go. We something like arriving ashore or something, something along those lines. Something something that mentions them arriving on a beach slash. Yeah. Landing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're both wrong as usual, but <laughs> unusually, unusually, your suggestions are far less interesting than the actual oh. chapter title, okay. which is for chapter twelve, Council of War. Ooh, oh, that goodness. is more interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's what I sometimes call Lewisham Council, but <laughs> <laughs> they don't collect the bins. Uh. <laughs> oh. Oh, so what's the count, council of well, war? No, this sounds so formal. Is this is this when Jim goes back and like goes back to all the people he knows yeah. and is like, oh guys, we need to talk about this. There's a mutiny coming. We need to have a plan. Now this is where Elrond puts together the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Cobra meeting for dealing with mutineers. Mm. Oh no, that is a lot more exciting. Okay, I'm looking forward to that then. I'm just imagining two different groups of people having like a little council meeting at each end of the ship. Yeah. Just like having a little like chairman kind of council, you know, a Bigger Dibley parish meeting. Oh, do you know what? That's how I would would stage it. That's how I would stage it. I'd have have like almost a a cross section of the ship so you Mm -hmm. could see where people were and everyone's on stage the whole time. So yeah. that you can go up and down the ladders, and then you can have these two meetings, and then obviously you yeah. shine a light on each one. Oh, yeah, it's got. Let, yeah, let's do it. Oh, this is the, the this, stagey way can, of doing can we, it. Can we collectively put on a production of Treasure Island? That'd be great. Yeah, What's we just need to make a, 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 a cross section of a ship on stage. That would yes. be cheap. Yeah. yeah, that'd be really cheap. Yeah, absolutely. Some scaffolds and unless some we blocks. do it in like Lego stop motion. <laughs> 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 sure. I'm sure they sell a Lego pirate ship, don't they? I bet they did. Yeah. We should have a look. Yeah. Yeah. I think I Many. had one as a child. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Anyway. I had Pop-Up Pirate. Does that count? Pop-Up Pirate. Yes, I had that game. That bit like, um, is that, is that work? Buckaroo. Buckaroo. Yeah, you stab yeah. swords in. and then You put swords, swords in, the barrel, in the barrel, just like Jim. And one of Jim them, in the barrel. Yeah. Jim in the barrel. And then one of them makes the pirate pop up out and then you lose. Yeah. If you've got any thoughts or opinions on this <laughs> chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or if you heard Dick begin to rise, you can tell us on Twitter. <laughs> it's at Lazy Book Club Pod. 
<laughs> and uh, don't send us any pictures of <laughs> right on Instagram at Lazy Book Club Pod. Don't do that. You it's will get barred from Instagram. Unfortunately, you will we are really barred. scraping the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. We're also on Patreon. We're for the low fee of $3 a month. You get an extra episode as well as access to our videos. Otherwise, we will see you next week for Council of War. I think the tension is going to start getting ramped up, boys. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.